1: This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn
0: and Ryan Nelson.
1: Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, like all of us, wishes he could make an entrance like Reese could, Ryan Nelson.
0: Justin, I didn't have foot fetishes oh and child fight clubs <laughs> on, on my episode nine House of the Dragon bingo card. No, and
1: that's for probably all costs is a bingo on this one. <laughs> I don't think any of us saw that coming. Yeah. Uh yeah, so like every week with this show we definitely have quite a bit to talk about which we will get to in just a minute so if you've been listening to the podcast since we started back in january thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day if you're new to the show we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the ninth episode of house of the dragon titled the green council on hbo and hbo max if you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show please visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time while you're over there at Apple Podcasts, write us a review. If you do so, we'll read it on air next time we record. All right, so let's get into this. (laughs) Uh, It's the penultimate episode. It is the ninth episode. It is... This episode, in keeping with Game of the Thrones, keeping with Game of the Thrones fra- uh, fashion, the penultimate episode v- is really a, is kind of wrapping some things up. While it well, at least it feels like it. Let me just go ahead and say this: it feels like it's wrapping some things up in terms of succession. Who's going to be named king? Who's going to be named queen? Who's going to take the throne? while propelling us into basically the next chapter which will be the targaryen civil war the dance of the dragons whatever you want to call it that's kind of what it felt like when i was watching this
0: i would agree with you it definitely did that uh we we found out who is going to be king and the consequences are going to be deadly yes
1: and let's i want to jump to the end i hate doing this but i kind of feel like i have to jump to the end so, one of the reasons that they are doing this, because, I mean, it's like less, it, it's less than 24 hours after the death of Viserys. Uh, I think it's the, even on the same day, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they're basically bringing everyone in from King's Landing. They're bringing them into, I don't know where this, what this place was that they were bringing them in. Was that the dragon pit that they were bringing them to? It felt like it was the dragon pit, because that's what, like, yeah. she smiles. Yeah, I bet you're
0: right. I bet that was the dragon pit.
1: But. Because I think, if I remember correctly from the first episode with the adult actors, that's it looked like there was an, the yeah. dragon pit's an arena like- as well.
0: Yeah, you're right, and that was in the last season of Game of Thrones. They were in that same area. Okay, I think you're right on the Dragon Pit. Okay, So that's what I thought. So this. someone will correct us, but I'm pretty sure we're right. on yeah. this. because like when when she sees where
1: they're rounding everybody up, because like mm-hmm. sh- she's trying to get back to. I guess I, is it Eric or Arik that is going with her? I couldn't tell the two because they're they're so similar names. They're twins, and I couldn't tell which one was which. I,
0: I'm not. I'm not sure. It's one of them. That. Uh, but one
1: of yeah, them is obviously but be- is betrayed is betraying the uh, high towers and he wants to get Rhaenys out of there and she's trying to get back to him when she gets swept away with with this crowd but the moment she sees them going towards it she realizes she can get to her dragon uh, and she can get yeah. Like I said, that's the reason why I think it's the Dragon Pit. But what, what, what's so fascinating about this is because the reason why they're bringing everyone here is because they want everyone to see. They want everyone in the King's Landing to see him get crowned. They want to establish that there is no challenge, that there is no other heir, that no one else has a claim to this. And yeah. everything is going to plan for them. But the moment he starts raising his sword, Aegon starts raising, raising his sword, that's when reynice just charges through the bottom of the dragon pit and she look reynice who's reynice who plays reynice uh, what is her eve, name eve
0: eve best okay. and we are correct that was the dragon pit okay good. and that is that is eric who uh who released her okay so eric is and eric is is aegon's protector so he's the
1: most familiar with everything that he does yeah uh but she she charges through with her dragon, which is Melus, M-E-L-E-Y-S. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Now. I'll just go ahead and have a try now. Uh, Melis, Melus, I don't know how you pronounce her dragon's name. But she breaks through. She busts through into the dragon, uh, into this arena. And like I said, give Eve best luck. Right? She hasn't had a lot to do in this. Yeah. She was fantastic in this
0: episode. This was her episode, and she... she- showed us everything she has she was incredible man the fear on her face when she's rushing through the crowd mm-hmm. and then at the time she looked excited but that final scene where the dragon just screams at them and she looks at them like i could have killed you all. exactly mm-hmm. yeah and you wonder is like is she is she is that so she can get something later? Is that just, she's just trying to be nice? What, what do you think? Oh, okay, well, uh, I watched the director commentary, all that stuff after the
1: end okay. of it, and one of the showrunners, they were talking about this. They, they said it, they wanted to basically show that, yeah, she could kill all these people. She could do this right now. She knows in the back of her mind she could just light everybody up on that stage at that point. And it would probably save thousands of lives and it would probably keep war from happening. She knows this, but the fact that that Allison is there, a mother, a person who I kind of like this, they didn't say this in the director thing. A person who I think she would have supported if she had, because she kind of puts into Allison's mind, you know, why don't yes. you take the throne? She sure did. Yeah. And like I said, I think. She has some she has some respect for her that we she didn't expect. I mean, she says at one point when she's having that conversation with her, she
0: says, you know, you're I don't remember you're wiser or you're you're more I don't know. You're much wiser than I thought. Yeah. And then at the end she says, Haven't you ever thought about uh Taking the Iron Throne for yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that that was the line, and the, the director was saying, you know, she can't do this to another mother. She can't just light. So it. Okay. It makes me think that if she's not sitting there on the stage, a person that she all of a sudden has all this respect for, and who is a mother who has lost so much. She probably goes ahead and does it, but seeing yeah. her on there, because there is a moment where the two kind of lock eye, make eye contact, and mm-hmm. that's when the dragon screams and just yells at them. And then she just turns around and heads off to uh dragonstone to, to warn, uh, well, at least that we assume that's the case. I would based off of
0: the yeah. upcoming stuff. And so. S- and so that means renice is going to die a horrible death because yeah. she didn't follow through. You just, you, anytime you don't do this on this, on, on game of thrones yeah you're gonna die yeah it's, it's gonna come
1: back to haunt you it will come back to haunt it feels that way very much so 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 like i said that's kind of like I said and the reason why i think they do this is because the reason why this this scene of the dragon bursting forth rainy sitting on her dragon openly challenging basically egon and the entire high tower family because this is showing to all of Kings Landing and everyone else no this is not settled this is not a done deal she he is yeah. not going yeah. to necessarily be the king just because they put on this big huge ceremony uh so said I think that's the I think that's the big takeaway from that scene uh is, is there is a challenge there is a challenge to be had
0: um yeah so oh and let's let's shout out Aegon when he heard the people chanting his name he got into and cheering him he he had a look on his face, like, "Oh, I'm gonna like this power." It, we he,
1: are all in trouble. He got some Joffrey. I got some Joffrey vibes from him. Yeah, the moment yeah. that
0: started happening, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially when he is too depraved for some of the uh, mm-hmm. the brothels. Yes. God help us all uh, yeah. Tell with me what about he's it. into. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, Child Fight Club is too much. Yeah, it's I not, mean, that's not enough for him.
1: And Eric and Ark, when they're going to, when they're in that child fight club, and, you know, they see this child who is obviously one of Egon's, and he uh-huh. says, you know, there's probably many more just like him. So, I mean, he's got these bastard children yeah. all over the place, probably. And, yeah. you know, yeah. that doesn't even, you know, I don't know how this whole Targaryen Civil War thing is going to play out. I have no idea. I haven't, yeah. heard, we, yeah. you and I have not read the books, but just that alone is going to call, if, if, Mm-hmm. If Aegon and his side end up coming out victorious in this thing, that is all kinds of issues right there. It's going to be issues regardless of how that comes comes to be. So uh, yeah.
0: Well, you also have his brother. Oh yeah, who is who? Wants staring the at him mm-hmm. with so much hatred uh-huh. and jealousy, it could cut glass.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, Aemond, Aemond is like I said. Aegon doesn't want the throne. He says he, he yeah. says it throughout the course of it. Aemond says at one time, you know, uh, if they come looking for me, I intend to be found. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, he's not happy about this whole arrangement at all. His brother has not taken any of this seriously. He doesn't, has made no, he has made no intention. He's made all, all, of his intentions have shown that he didn't want to be king. He doesn't care anything in the world about it. This is just his grandfather and his mother and all of their doings. That's what they want. And he didn't want anything to do with it. Aemond, not the case. He's like, I'll take it. Yeah. I will be
0: more than happy to take it. Ah, uh, so like I said, just and, he, and you know what else I noticed about the the children? What's that? No, none of them upset at all. Their dad has
1: is gone. No, not really. I mean, and I mean, how much time did they spend with their dad though? I mean, that's kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I kept forgetting that he's their dad. I kept thinking he's their. I know.
0: Forget I, I know. I so know. I mean. <laughs> oh, by the way, you, you know how old? Yeah, the I was going to bring this up.
1: He's 52.
0: <laughs> That's a rough 52, that man. That is insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I heard that on, yeah. uh, on uh, Talk to Thrones yeah. last week. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. he's... They read They read that I was like, 52? My
0: gosh. Ooh. He had a rough life.
1: He had a real rough 52 years, uh, that poor man. Uh, yeah. So let's kind of get back to the beginning, because obviously yeah. this is where everything starts. Uh, you have this... I mean, it starts with this really just dark picture of the throne. It is completely encapsulated in darkness. Uh, Then you have this child who comes walking out. And I didn't really know what was going on with the child. I, I guess he was by Viserys' side or something. I'm not really sure.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about that either, yeah.
1: But he goes and tells Talia, who is the queen's maid servant or somebody—I'm not really sure—but uh, somehow she is a servant to to the queen. Uh, she goes. He goes and tells Talia. Talia goes and tells uh, Alicent, and Alicent at this point she's overcome with emotion. She obviously—I think there's still some love that she has for Viserys. I think there. Yeah. Uh, she had always had a complicated relationship with him. That was always the case. Uh, you know. She she was kind of forced into to like taking on taking him on by her father, uh, kind of manipulating him into marrying her. But I, there was always a part, at least at least when she was younger, that it felt like she had some feelings for her for him. And you know, it may not yeah. have been the most romantic of loves, but she still had some feelings for him. It's still the father of her children, uh, and right. also she's probably a starting process if he is dead, if it, this is the case, then we're now going to have to deal with this whole succession thing. And it's a problem because, you know, she doesn't really, I don't know that she really knows what she wants to do. She, you know, she hers, she hears what Becerra says to her on his dying breath. And she is completely misinterpreting because she doesn't understand that he thinks he's talking to Rainier at that point. And that's yeah, where kind of all yeah. this thing starts. Um, uh, because she's not lying at any point throughout this. She truly believes, based on the last conversation she has with her husband, that this is indeed what his wishes were. And that's not the case. She thought he thought right. he was talking to Renera. And that's, like I said, you know, you can't take somebody – when somebody is about to die, you can't expect them to really be giving the best advice in the world. So, um, right, like I said – She's kind of conflicted about this. She goes ahead and tells her father, and her father starts putting it into motion. And he, this is when they reveal in the Small Council that throughout this entire time, ever since Aegon has been born, the Small Council has been plotting to do just this. They are—they have have oh all gosh. these plans in place to put Aegon in the throne instead of Rhaenyra, and they've been doing behind
0: Allison's back, and she is. Aghast at this. I mean, Uh, she really, she really is. It was amazing how that leads to a turn. Also, the delight on Otto's face when she tells him about his last wish. Yes, he's like, oh, yes, like, like this is going to be so much easier now that now that we have now
1: that we have something to go by. We can at least have something that we can can say, yes, this is actually indeed Viserys's wish, and we're not just going to do it. You know. Because we want to. I mean, basically, is what it right, is. Right, right. So he's he's ecstatic. He's thrilled. Uh, I mean, he is just like on cloud nine. All right, well, let's do it. Let's go. Let's get this thing into motion. Uh, and like I said, and she is just flabbergasted that they have been doing this for years. Apparently, uh, he and obviously who's who's the one of the top guys, Jason. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lannister. Jason Lannister, one of the Lannisters, obviously involved. They continue to be awful, even in, you know 180 yes. years yes. before the House of the Dragon. I mean, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, y- like I said, just like this reveal is, you know, that they're doing this is just kind of, it's kind of like, it's not surprising, but it's still just kind of jarring when you actually hear it. Uh, the fact that they're yeah. actually doing this.
0: So, uh, but you had the one guy. Yeah, and, and Lord Lyman not not having it.
1: Yeah, was that was, uh, was that his name? Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, remember his Lord,
0: name. Lord Lyman Beesberry. Beesberry, that was also, the name. Yeah. And also, Sir Harold, not not a fan.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about both of them real quick. So, uh, Beesbury, I mean, he's like, no, I, I know Viserys. This, I've known him longer than anybody else at this table. There is no way that this would be his wish. And he is correct. I mean, like I said, Allison's not yep. lying, but he's not wrong either. I mean, right. Uh, right. so... Kristen Cole continues to be like, give Fabian, what's his name? Fabian, uh Fabian, Fabian Frankel. Frankel. I want to give him all the credit because for five episodes, yeah. I thought he was an awesome dude. I thought he was a stand up guy.
0: He's horrible. <laughs> he is an absolute monster. <laughs> he is. I mean, he just like. One of the worst villains we've ever seen. Yes. And and that's saying something with this show. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, yes. I mean, he just. We have <laughs> a guy with a foot fetish and he's much worse. Oh, he's
1: far worse. He's far worse than, than layers ever was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he slams Beesbury's head into the table, kills him right on the spot, and you know what? That one guy—I don't remember what the other guy is. He's like, "Can we at least get Lord Beesbury's uh, body out here?" And and I think
0: that's—I think that's Grandmaster Orwell.
1: You're right. It was it was Grandmaster yeah. uh, Orwell. And uh, High Tower's like, "Nope, we're not. No, we not even opening those doors till we have this thing figured out." So uh, they have to conduct all this business with a dead body just sitting right there. Uh, like I said, just the the absurdity of some of this it, it just makes it just goes to show how difficult it can be when there is a question in succession, and when the when the succession is obvious, you know, when you have an oldest son and that is the obvious yeah. person who is going to take the throne, it's much less sticky, much less messy than this. But because of the fact that Viserys stayed true until the day he died, that it was always going to be Rhaenyra, despite the fact that he has a son who would be his the oldest son who would typically take the throne. That's, right. This is what's causing the tension. It's what's causing the problems. Uh, but
0: Sp- Speaking of succession, I get a lot of Roman Roy vibes from Agon.
1: Yeah, you, yeah, that's that's actually a good comparison now that you mentioned it. I, I haven't even <laughs> thought about that. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, he has some of those same vibes going on. Would, I mean, you know, Roman would have probably preferred just to sit out and, you know, get hookers and uh, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. Uh, oh, He would be all over Child Fight Club. Oh, yeah, he would.
1: Oh, yeah, you would. You could definitely see that. I mean, he'd he'd be counting the money like, hey, we can make a bunch of money off of this. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you're 100% correct. But what do you want to talk about, uh, Lord Commander Graham Westerling? Because he hasn't had a lot to do, which is I've been surprised by that.
0: I am, too, because Graham McTavish is a very well-known actor. Yes, he is. Like I said, Outlander, huge fandom. And he has done very little.
1: Yeah, he had a, he had a quite Sir a. Sir Harold. Yes, yeah, I said Harold. I said Sir Harold. Yeah. So Harold Westerling, he is, you know, he doesn't know what to make of all this. I mean, he's basically saying, I don't think he's trying to take a side. I think he's just saying, my my loyalty is to the king. We don't have a king yet. When we got a king. Yeah. Come, come, catch me then. I'll, you know, yeah. hit me up when we have a king, and then I'll I'll do whatever I'm supposed to do. But there is no king at that point, and he's not going to take us out in, in this. He, I mean, he basically, I mean, Otto, Otto Hightower basically says, "Go kill all the, go kill Damon, his wife, and they're, all their children, and all of the strong children that are there as well. Go kill them all." And Lord Harold uh, Westerling is like, "Nope, I, I'm not having any part to do with this."
0: But, and Sir Harold also had a look on his face, like I'd love to get a hold of Christian Cole. Oh right yeah, he now. did. Uh huh.
1: He 100 percent did. He, he felt yeah. like he was. He would have just loved to take him out right then and there. But yeah. he, he, but he restrained himself, unlike Christian Cole does. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, but when all this starts to take place, there is what becomes obvious throughout this is High Tower, Hightower and his daughter. They're not on the same page in terms of what needs to happen because high yeah. Tower is basically like, look, we're going to kill, th- we're going to kill these people. It's what has to happen. And what's so, what's so great about this is, you know, earlier in this show, like I guess it was episode four, episode five, when he is talking to Allison, he is basically, it's when he's being kicked out, he's been fired as the hand by Viserys. He's telling Allison you have to prepare Aegon to be king because if you don't prepare Aegon to be king, he's likely to be killed by Rhaenyra because he is a challenge to the throne. And he also tells her, look, whether you like it or not, your son is the one that the people will accept, not Rhaenyra. You have to do this for the good of the kingdom. That is complete. That that was all just a farce. I mean, because it is clear Aegon is not fit to be a king. I mean, he is so... Well, there is... the, The people do like him, though. They do like him, but... They but it's clear that, you know, you get these same vibes that he's going to be very much like Joffrey once oh, yeah, once he yeah, takes yeah, yeah. the throne. Sure, 100 percent You get those same vibes. And you you know this, I mean, there he is I mean at this point there, there have been times like in episode I guess seven, uh the one that had all the darkness, uh where, you know, his own grandfather Otto, the guy who's like his biggest person who's trying to like get him on the throne, right. is like like Pulling him up and like like macking him in the head because of the fact know, that, he's, yeah. that he's drunk in the middle of a staircase, yeah, and hitting on the uh, the, the the winches, the winches. Yeah. So yeah. he, like I said, that was all farce. It was all just talk. Because if he truly cared about the kingdom, maybe it shouldn't be Renir, but it shouldn't be this guy. <laughs> I mean, right, it, it yeah. shouldn't be this guy. That's I think that's pretty clear. But and like I said, he is now advocating for killing people to to sure up his succession when this was the thing that worried him about Aegon. And like I said, it's so it's so cool to see that completely changed. Now that he is getting right. his way, he wants to pursue all those things that he didn't want to happen to his family yeah. and to Aegon.
0: Yeah. And I love uh it was in an argument with Allison and uh, and Otto where you know she's telling him you've got to do this and she's like I'm sorry, reluctance, reluctance to murder, murder is not a weakness. Yes, reluctance to murder is not a weakness. Uh, one other thing I do want to point
1: out is uh, Helena. I still love her character. She doesn't get a whole lot to do ever since they've introduced her character, but yeah, yeah, she still yeah. has a whole lot. She's still just fascinating because she's talking to mm-hmm. her servant or whatever about like the moment that her father has died. And she's talking about, you know, uh, it's faith that, you know, we wish for the things that other people have. I mean, like the, the moment that she, that her father has died and the throne is going to be up for grabs and people are going to be uh, trying to put their claim on it. She's saying this to her to her servant, which is just so, you know, it's just prophetic at this point. I mean, and that's kind of what they're setting her up for. But also what I love, did you notice what the little needlepoint thing she was doing was? No, I did not. It was a spider. It's like a black widow spider. Oh, <laughs> I mean, who does who does needle points with spiders? <laughs> I mean, wow. like I said, it's like I, I noticed I was because I was sitting there trying to catch what it was. Like, what is that? What is that she's working on? And there it was. It was a spider. And I think it was a black wow. widow because I think I saw the little the little red <laughs>
0: on, underneath it. Well, didn't she have a black widow a couple episodes ago? Yeah, she did. Was uh-huh. with, Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. she did.
1: I don't know if it's a black widow, but it's a spider. That's for certain. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, just. I, I love her character. I, she doesn't yeah, get, She yeah. doesn't appear in this nearly enough. I wish we had more of her. Right. I, I agree. Uh, but, so this sets off this, this, I mean, even within the high towers, there is their own conflicting, they have their own different ways of handling this. So, you have both, she, you have both Allison and Otto trying to track him down so that they can get their, they can get their, their advice and their their way of thinking into Aegon's ears before anybody else does because uh, they have very different views on what Aegon should do at this point. Uh, and it kind of creates this tension like, okay, is Aegon actually still alive? Yeah. I, which I wasn't I expecting.
0: I know. That was very interesting. And one one of my favorite parts were when Christian Cole and, <laughs> and Aemon couldn't find an Aemon's like, we're not depraved enough to find it. Exactly. That, that's what he says. He says that we're not
1: depraved enough. I mean, we have we can't sink his low. We are good, yeah. decent people, which
0: I yeah. would question. I'll be real perfectly yeah. honest yes. about that. Yes. But yeah. Yes, both of you, I would question <laughs> that. Uh, you may not be on his... Uh, on his sexual, level. ...sexual fantasies, but... You're both pretty depraved. Yeah, you have your own level of depravity to say the
1: least. Yeah. And they can't find him. They're looking all over the place. You have Eric and Arik who are also looking for him as well. And Masaria's I guess servant, yes. I guess. She notices Eric and Arik in, in in the fight club for children. Uh which is its own thing in general. I mean like I said, I mean they talk about how they file their, their nails down, their teeth down to make it more vicious. Uh good lord like who who does this i mean and the fact wow. this, and this is the fact that this is apparently just a regular thing for for aegon to come and to frequent to, to watch these children fight each other to the death just absolutely awful
0: uh it's i mean it's as vile as you could possibly imagine
1: yeah it is and thankfully they didn't go into a whole lot of details when they were actually yes. showing these children fight Thank Thankfully,
0: you. yeah
1: uh but you know, this is when when Sir Eric, who has been his Lord Protector, who has been the person who's responsible for him, and he is the one who has to be around when Aegon is doing all this. He doesn't want any part of it. He doesn't want, he's yeah. like, you know, let's just let the guy die. I mean, and his brother is still, you know, he's still part of the King's Guard or those uh, whatever it is. And he's like, no, we have to find him. Uh, but it's clear that the two of them have different philosophies yeah, on this yeah. in general. Uh, but they, are the, they end up... Uh, the servant of Masari ends up finding them. She takes, she basically says, We can take you to him, but it's going to cost you. Uh, and she says, And Masaria, and she's like, Masari is not going to talk to anybody except to Otto about this. They arrange a meeting, and this is when they reveal where, where he is. He's in Flea bottom. Uh, and she, Masari is basically. Uh, tired of the way they're treating these children she's tired of what yeah. they're doing to them and she demands that Otto hightower make sure he agrees to end all of this stuff that's going on and he's like eh, i'll think about it i'll, I'll look into it and which means that he's not going to do anything about it at yeah, all. <laughs> yeah
0: but I, I love how he's missing and of course Missaria has him uh, i'm sorry has him, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah we, we i don't think we have seen the last of her even though Ooh. this this was her brothel or whatever it was that was lit right. on fire uh at the end of the episode by laris laris put in to hit in yeah his own imagination is in the work and i will I, I was wondering who it was that actually let the thing on fire because we never saw their face and so i'll yeah. be interested to see if, if we ever find out about that but i don't know that we will Um yeah but like I said, she, you know, she wants this and they'll probably never see it. But when Eric and Ark go to retrieve Aegon, uh, this is when Kristen Cole and Aemond, they they basically have followed them to this point and they retrieve him from them. And basically because... Eric is like, nope, you go fight. You go fight Kristen Cole. I don't want anything yeah. to do with this. Yeah, And he does. And the, Kristen Cole, obviously, he's the better soldier. He's the better warrior. He's the one who ends up winning. Aemon basically wrestles his brother to the ground. And Aegon is just yelling and screaming at him, I don't want to be king. I have no desire to do this. And Aemon's like, hey, I, I don't disagree with you at that point. I mean, you're not fit to do yes.
0: this. Well, he said something interesting. He said, "Why don't you sit me on a boat, right. And let me let me just escape where no one can find me?" Is like, do they know what happened to uh, to
1: Lena?
0: That's right. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Lenore.
1: Lenore. Lenore. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe maybe there's something. That was interesting.
0: That he wanted to have the same thing that happened yes.
1: to him while all this is going on uh Reynice has basically been imprisoned uh she they have locked the doors to her room they will not let her out allison goes and we've kind of talked about this a second ago allison goes to her and basically is pleading for her to side with the high towers to say you know what we're going to we'll give you Driftmark, we'll do whatever and rainies like i said this is the moment where rainies realizes that Allison is a much more formidable person than she gave her credit for. Uh, she's under, she understands what's at stake. She understands, you know, what it, what it takes to rule because basically she's kind of been ruling ever since Viserys has become an invalid Mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. And like I said, there is this moment where she puts into the head of Allison, you know, you could be queen. I didn't get a chance to be queen. Right. You know what? Maybe you could be queen. Uh, because she basically it tells her you're you're your own prisoner you're still despite the fact that you say you want freedom and you want all this and you're only looking out for what's best for the kingdom you know you're still at the whims of your father you're still at the whims of your husband you're still at the whims of your son and you're doing all this on their benefit why not just do something for the, for the benefit of yourself which might be the best thing for the kingdom in general and like I said, I really truly believe that if she had said, you know what, maybe you're right, maybe I do need to be queen. She doesn't break through the the floor of the of the uh, of the dragon pit. She doesn't do all that because yeah. she has a certain level of respect for, her, and she thinks she might be good at it. I mean, like I right, said, right, right. Like I said, I love that scene. Love the, everything that the, the dialogue between the two of them because there's so much going on, you know, kind of beneath the surface between both of them. They're both playing towards their emotions because you got Allison who is sitting there playing towards Rayneese's. Lingering resentment that she never got to be mm-hmm. queen, and that she probably should have been the person who should have been queen, not her father, yeah. not her brother, excuse me, or cousin, or I can't remember. That really. yeah, cu- cousin, okay, cousin, okay, cousin. Thank you. Uh, you know, she's basically telling her it should have been you, and she's playing on that. And you got renice playing on the fact that you know you're you're a great woman yourself. You know, think about that as well. You know, she's putting that into her head. So there's there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of different... There's a lot of things that they are trying to say to each other without just coming out and saying it. Uh, yeah. And like I said, the fact that she doesn't take... The fact that Allison doesn't take Rainy up on what she's suggesting, I think, is what kind of solidifies the fact that she's going to go ahead and side with Rhaenyra at this point. Because right, she right. wants... She Look, she's an early feminist. She wants a woman to be queen. She didn't get a chance to do it. So if you're not going to do it, then I'm going to get the person that Viserys said that he wanted to
0: do I'm going to go tell her and yeah. let her be the queen. And little do we know how imprisoned by uh men uh Allison is cuz then we find out what Lera Strong has over her oh, yeah. and has mm-hmm. her doing mm-hmm. my goodness yes yeah, so let's talk about that so Lera Strong is
1: basically he has found out that the person who is regulating all this information to Maseria is is Talia Talia is yeah. the person who is her servant right. And the reason that High Tower has allowed this to happen is because it benefits him. Yeah. And Laris basically says, you know, I can take care of this if you want. But the mo- only way he's willing to give up information, and I didn't quite figure out what it was at first he was, she was doing. Because she takes off her shoes. Like, okay, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And like, but she doesn't do anything else about to take off her shoes. She starts revealing more and more of her feet as this conversation goes on. And I'm like, oh, are, are, really? Are we really doing this? And then we get to the end, and she puts her feet up on full display for Laris, and he, uh, he does what you would expect of somebody idea. who does, who has a fetish for something. I'm like, oh my
0: gosh, really? I mean, but it like, makes. Uh, Go ahead. Even when they started the scene, they really emphasized his feet. Yes, they did. And that's what I was about to get to
1: is. This kind of makes sense that he would have a foot fetish because of the fact that his feet don't work right. and right. right. So, it oh. makes sense that he has a foot fetish.
0: And uh, it's still gross. <laughs> yes, it was. And especially since that's the queen. Yeah, that's have the queen. Go to that. Go to that. Oh.
1: Yeah. yeah oh. It, like I said, I mean, it's, it's just – it's – it's very Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. It's very much in line with everything else that goes on in this show. So
0: You're a sick man, George R. R. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to
1: say it weekly. You are <laughs> a sick man. Uh, but like I said, it's uh, that's kind of what they reveal. and This is what ends up having... This is why Mysteria's, uh This is why Mysteria's brothel ends up getting burned down Like I said, we don't see miss does so i don't think for a moment that she's dead no, to, to no say doubt. the least
0: and there's got to be at some point her and damon hooked back up i mean has to happen.
1: yeah you would think i would, I would think that would that would be the case
0: even if it's not
1: sexually i would think it's going to no, be No,
0: right 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 it's going yeah. to be
1: for politically or something like along those yeah. lines it's yeah. going to be something that will benefit him or rainier or something going yeah. forward so so we get through all this and this is when uh Eric. Sir Eric basically busts Rhaenys out of her her bedroom prison inside of King's Landing. He's trying to get her to the river. She's wanting to go to the dragon pit to get her dragon. And Eric's like, you know what? They're expecting you to be there. They're expecting you, but you can't go there because if you do, you're going to get caught. And... She goes reluctantly with him. Uh, she still would like to go to the dragon pit to get her dragon because she knows that if her dragon's there, the dragon's going to be dead. They're they're going to kill the dragon, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's a big thing for a dragon rider. That they have a they oh, have yeah. a they have a huge bond with, with their dragons. And like and we talked about this a second ago. This is when when she's getting swept up with the crowd because they're trying to get everybody to the dragon pit. And when she realizes that that's where they're taking them. She realizes, okay, well, I can get to my dragon. I can get to Melis. Yeah, she, she suddenly had a smile on her face. Yes, she did. She had a. It's a very quick, but you see it for a brief moment. She mm-hmm. starts to smile and she starts more willingly going along with the crowd because she knows yes. where it is that they're going. So she's, but she she bides her time. I'll give her a lot of credit because she's sitting there. Mm-hmm. She's watching. She she takes in the succession of Aegon. So let's talk about Aegon. Aegon, we talked about him a second ago. He, he's very. Reluctant, He doesn't want anything to do with this, but when he's being escorted in the chariot or whatever it is you want to call this thing that he's being escorted in, he's talking with his mother, and he's still not convinced that Viserys wanted this. He's not convinced. He doesn't believe it for a minute because for 20 years or however long it was, he's never mentioned the fact that he wanted that. There was nothing to even suggest that that was something that Viserys wanted. And it's taking, it's taking. Allison trying to talk him into him. She find the thing that starts to trigger it for him. She shows him the dagger, the, the dagger yeah. that is handed down to the king, and that's kind of when he kind of gets this going. Like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe is this maybe. for me. Yeah, exactly. Is this for me? And he he looks so young. He does. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's younger than the actor that's playing Amon. I, I don't know, but yeah, but, he, but yeah. he does look younger than Amon. He
0: looks so much younger.
1: Yeah, like I said, I'm not sure what the age difference in the, those two are, but he does look younger. You're right about that. Uh, and that's
0: Tom Glenn Carney. Let's shout him out. Yeah, he, he, he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah,
1: he really is. I mean, he's he's slimy. He's yeah. awful. I mean, but that's what he's supposed to be. I mean, that's right, that, that's what right. they're clearly setting up for him. And like I said, he's doing give them credit for give him credit for doing this because he is doing a very good job of presenting himself as this slimy.
0: He's twenty seven years old. He does not look it. No, he does not. Uh, Let me see who the adult actor for Eamon is because that does that's you you and Mitchell. I don't see his name mention his age. Let's see if we can find one. Let me see. He looks so much older.
1: Uh, yeah, he does. He looks a lot older. Uh, he's twenty five. Okay, well, so I guess he is younger, but he does look older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but they're both—they're both really, really good. Uh, yeah, they are, very, and they're yeah. both doing their their jobs very, very well. So, uh, but like I said, the moment that she shows him that dagger, that's kind of when he gets in his eyes that you know I want to do this, and this is—he's similar to Damon in the sense that he just wanted his dad to love him. He just wanted his dad to—he's yeah. s- expecting yeah. to need him, uh, to want to need him, or to ha- want to have him by his side. And at this moment, he to ask his mother, who his mother, who has been kind of cruel to him because of the fact that he kind of sucks as a son, he sucks as a, a would be king. She he sucks he, as a human being Yeah, pretty much. He's into child fight club. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty awful person. So he asked his mother, he's like, do you love me? And her response was interesting. You imbecile! <laughs> we don't like. We don't know if she followed that with up with. Of course, I love you or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. We just get you imbecile. So, uh, like I said, I don't really know what to make of that. But it was an interesting response, to say the least. It
0: it definitely was an interesting response. But it was it was a response you would expect from this show.
1: Yeah, it was. It was it was very much in line with the show. And like I said, it. It's, yeah. It really felt like she followed it up with, "Of course I do," but like, they don't. Right. They don't show us that if that's what she actually no, ended up don't. saying. <laughs> uh, but the moment he starts walking through these swords, because they're, they're putting on this big, huge, pomp and circumstance to have him crowned as king, it's like he slowly starts buying in. Like the, yeah. he he walks out and he's he's walking through those swords and kind of looking around. And as they're dropping their swords behind him, he's like kind of getting into it, kind of getting into it. And by the time he gets up there, they are putting the crown. At least this is the way I understood it. Maybe I understood it incorrectly, but this is the crown that Egon the Conqueror wore. And this, I know it was his sword. That much I do know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right on the crown too.
1: So because the, 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 that is his namesake. This is who he was named after. He was named after yeah. Egon the Conqueror. And they're putting his crown on him. They're putting. They're giving him his sword. They're giving him all those things to remember those types of that type of lineage and I guess they don't also remember that he was a really awful king. I mean, they don't Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, mean, that's right. one of the things that they have talked about in this show is he was cruel, he was awful. Yeah. Uh, it was very much a relief when he died and Jacerus took over. I mean, the, while they're trying yeah. to bring all the callbacks to that, they don't seem to remember that that's probably not the person we want him to be emulating in the course of of, of his reign as king. But as he's getting in, as he gets to the king and the people start clapping for him, that's when he starts getting into it. He starts pumping his fist up with the sword. He is fully bought in. It's like we said at the beginning. I got Joffrey vibes from him at that point.
0: Yeah. You know that this guy's not going to be king for long.
1: Yeah. It doesn't feel that way. Like I said, I. I don't know how this thing is going to play out. I truly don't. But it, yeah, it, yeah. I truly feel like he's not going to survive very long
0: in no, this. I don't, I, I'm not so certain his brother doesn't kill him.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they go down that road as well. Yeah. Uh, but that's when we have the moment, the moment that we talked about at the beginning of this show, where Rainey seizes the opportunity. She busts through the floor of the arena. Uh, and look, she could have killed him. She, uh, she had every... Yeah. She could have just at that point said "Drakaris, dead to rights, and burn them all alive." She could have done it, but it's like it's like they said with the director. There's something that's holding her back, and it's like like they said in the show. It's this idea that you know I can't do this to another mother. I can't I can't just light up her children in front of everybody, even though it would save tons of lives, and it kind of goes against. I mean, it's the same thing that Alicent is kind of experiencing as well. She, you know, yeah. she knows that if she just goes ahead and goes with her father's plan and has Rhaenyra, has Daemon, has all their children, has Lenor's children, has all or not Lenor's children, uh, Sir Strong's children, <laughs> has all these yeah. people's children killed, have them killed, it'll save a lot of lives. There will be no war. There will be nothing. There will be no challenge at that point to Aegon. But she still doesn't want to do it because. You know that's that's her that's her husband's daughter. That's her childhood friend. I mean, that's there's a lot of reasons why she doesn't want to. do it, yeah. Even though it would probably save a lot of lives, she doesn't still want to do. It. And that's kind of what renice is feeling. You know, yeah, I could do this yeah. right now. I could save a lot of lives, but I can't do this to these people. I can't just kill these people just to kill them.
0: It will be interesting to see what the cost of not making that decision oh, yeah. is. It's, it's, and I have a feeling it's going to be costly.
1: Yeah, it is. And like I said, I mean, I, I'm really excited for next week's episode. I don't know how long yeah, it's going to be. I mean, uh, look, this was the best dragon episode.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I was so and it looks loving like we're that. A lot of dragons next week.
1: Yes, we did. I mean, like I said, that was when that dragon busted through. That you have no idea how excited I was. I,
0: I, I can imagine. I also kept thinking. Please, God, show them someone trying to sneak attack Daemon Targaryen. That can, oh, that would be that's fun. not going to end well yeah, for them.
1: But, yeah, I'll be interested because I, it was something that kind of got lost in Episode 8 last week is Daemon has a few more dragon eggs. He found a few more that his dragon right, right, laid. Right. So, like, have those eggs hatched? Are there more dragons in play? Uh, like I said, and. the... I, I've been trying to count I was told they have said through, since the beginning we are going to see nine dragons, and I'm trying to think of how many we have seen throughout the course of this episode. Mm-hmm. I know we've seen Damons, we've seen Rhaenyra's, we've seen Rainuses, we've seen Lenors, uh, we've seen Amons. Well no late now laenor didn't laenor had sea smoke uh you're thinking of Lena's lana's lana's lana's
0: yeah. okay that's right that's
1: yeah right. Lena's. uh aemon took Lena's dragon that's five and i think we saw Aegon's dragon for a brief moment at the funeral i think his dragon was there it's called sunfire okay. that's okay. six if i'm counting correctly if, if unless there's a dragon that i'm missing that's six dragons that are there uh and like I said, I'm trying to think. It's I think Rhaenyra and her side has more, but the problem is Aemon has the biggest, the largest dragon of them all. Uh, he's got yeah, 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 he, yeah. he's got, got the it. biggest one. So like I said, I don't really know how all that balance of power is going to play out. But it feels like it's going to be much more on display next week, and I can't wait for
0: that. Yes, <laughs> yes, bring it on.
1: So uh, all right, is there anything else we need to talk about? We talked about, quite. We get a bit about a lot of yeah. this.
0: I, th- I think we're good, man.
1: I think we are too. Uh, like I said, I, I can't, I can't wait for next week. I really can't. Uh, it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be a really good one. So, all right. So we have three weekly awards when we are covering a season of a show. Uh, we have the Tyrion Lannister, which is the MVP of the week. So, who is your Tyrion Lannister for this week?
0: Well, for three fourths this episode, I thought Olivia Cook was running away with yes, it. Yeah, she was. And then Eve Best came. Yeah, she did. And said. Not so fast, my friend.
1: Yeah. I am I'm, I'm with you on that. It, this is her best this is her best episode. It's look, she's not in it a lot, but I think she gives the best performance when she's on there. Like yeah, I said, the I whole agree. idea of when she's sitting there trying to convince Trying to convince her to take the throne. That's a spectacular scene when she busts through the so when she busts through the floor of that of uh, the dragon pit. Like it's one of the, my favorite scenes in all of these shows. So I'm with you. So uh, absolutely agree with you on the Tyrion Lannister for this week. Agatha, all along the best scene of the week.
0: What are you going with for this one? Got to be. Gotta be re- Renee's coming in yeah, with the, it. Does. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's got to be with the dragons. I mean, like I said, I
1: was, I will be perfectly honest with you. With this episode, I was enjoying it. I thought it was good. I thought it was great. I mean, I thought it was entertaining. But I wasn't just completely enthralled with it until the moment that dragon burst through the floor. I was like, "Oh yes, right. I'm completely sold well, in you, now." <laughs> yeah, you were like, "Something's got to
0: happen more." Yeah, it, of it really, yeah, of course it did. Of course it did. You're
1: right. It felt like there was there was a a, a bigger shoe about the drop, and I was like, what, "What's yeah. it going to be? What's it going to be?" Because this seems a little too neat and a little too tidy at this point. Yeah. and that was because when she went down, I just assumed that she was. We were going to like see her fly away or something like that. That's what I was saying. I thought seen. the same thing, yeah. I wasn't yeah. expecting her to burst through the floor. Uh, all right. If you come with the king, you best not miss. What's your best line for this week?
0: So I'm going with, and we talked about it earlier, the the conversation that uh, Renee has to Allison. You're wiser than I thought you'd be. And then it ends with, have you never imagined yourself on the Iron Throne? Yeah,
1: I, I wanted to go with that one. I'm still going to... Every time Helena opens her mouth, I think it's important. Uh, and yeah. I, I went with this line. It caught my attention, and I, I thought about going with something else. But And like I said, I don't know that I got it completely correct when I was – because I, I was trying to make sure I got it, but I was having to watch it like three or four times. But it's just where she says, It is our fate to crave what is given to another. If one possesses the thing, the other will try to take it away. Like I said, I'm not sure that that's the exact quote, but it's pretty close. And like I said, and the fact that this is te- that this quote is coming right after her father dies, and there's going to be this big, huge war. Yeah. Like I said, I thought it was just very telling and very fitting. And like I said, she is being presented as a bit of a prophet. That's the right, one of the things that they're right. trying to do with her.
0: She's the she's a Targaryen dream person. Yeah, she
1: is. And so anytime she opens her mouth, it feels like you need to be paying attention. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we have a rating system here on the Main Attraction Podcast. At the top of our list is Game of Thrones. Beneath it is a lost middle-of-the-road forest is Friends. Uh, Beneath Friends is a full house. And at the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. After nine episodes of this season, where are you so far with House of the Dragon?
0: I mean, it's freaking Game of Thrones. It is. It's. It's. It's so good, man. It might be better than the original. Okay, that's what was going to be my next question.
1: Like, do, do you think this can surpass the original? Yes, I, th- I, th- I think, think it can, can too. I think it can. I don't yeah. know that it has. I don't know right. that it's better than the first season of Game of Thrones. I don't know. Uh, yeah,
0: I watched that so long ago. It's and and. Game of Thrones was so groundbreaking at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was. So, it, you know, we, we forget that. Yeah, uh, it, it was very different than anything else that had been I mean,
1: taking place. Yeah,
0: we wouldn't have the Lord of the Rings and all this other stuff without Game of Thrones. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, but, I don't know, I, I think it could pass it. Not, not on the level of the impact of what it did to right. TV. But just in terms of being the quality. Critically, yeah. yeah, I think it could be, definitely be better.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think it could be. I don't know that it, it it is, but I think it has the potential to be. I, I, I really yeah. do believe that. So, all right, uh, so that kind of wraps us up for this week, except for our recommendations. So, do you have anything you want to recommend to our Yeah, listeners? I got
0: I got a couple. Uh, I watched uh, Bad Sisters on Apple Plus. I
1: have watched that. I've been thinking about putting that on my recommendation. I haven't watched yeah. all of it. I've watched a few episodes. I haven't watched all of
0: it. I, I finished it this week. It it was really good. Uh, Sharon Horgan at British. Like really comedic person, uh but she she's uh the writer and creator and one of the sisters right. and it is it is really good. And w- speaking of bad villains, the, the husband, husband yeah. <laughs> who was murdered I, I haven't seen a f- one of the, the worst characters I've ever seen on a TV show. I've
1: only seen two episodes, and uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like I said, I don't know it, what else they. Worse, I can imagine. I, I can 100% imagine.
0: <laughs> so I, yeah. I would definitely recommend, and I would recommend they they wrap. I can't imagine this going on more than one season, but they wrap it up well. That you you'll enjoy the ending. So I would recommend Bad Sisters Apple Plus. They continue to put out good stuff, man. They do yeah they do yeah. Like i like that
1: I, I i'm hoping some more people will buy into it because it's it's a really yeah. it's it's really good like i said I, I, the fact that it hasn't more stuff hasn't just taken off like ted lasso has has been a little bit surprising. i know
0: yeah well severance is yeah pretty severance big. took off pretty well but outside of those two things it's not done a whole lot yeah yeah all right so my last my second one last one uh welcome to rexham uh, rexham with uh ron reynolds rob mcelaney where they own a soccer team. Yes. And Wells finished, uh, I think it's 18 episodes. It's on Hulu. It was fantastic. It's it's just such a fun, fun watch. So I I definitely recommend it. They're about 30 minute episodes, 20 to 30 minutes. Easy watch, fun watch. You will enjoy yourself. Welcome to Wrexham.
1: Yeah, I've heard good things about it. I, I haven't really been able to get into it because I'm not a huge documentary guy, but I've heard a lot of good things about yeah. it. So, uh, all right. So for me, I have one and it's, I'm kind of calling back to something I've already talked about. The season finale of uh, She Hulk was this past week and I recommended about four or five weeks ago. I said, if you haven't started watching it, just wait till it's over and then go binge it because I think that's a much better way to, to take in this show. I still believe that, uh, and it's over. So go do that. Uh, it's yeah, I need to do that. Yeah. I hadn't done it yet. The first episode, the ninth episode are arguably the best opener and the best finale of a Marvel show. Uh, the seven episodes between are, are varying degrees of, eh, kind of great. kind of okay to really good. There's a lot of, there's a lot of varying degrees of, of quality in the middle. Uh, but it's still a really good show. Uh like I said, overall it's it's fun. It's a lot it's, some of the jokes land a lot better than others. But the finale, I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. I know you haven't seen it. No, no. It's fantastic. It is what makes it and what makes it so good is the fact that I'm still in shock that Kevin Feige allowed it to happen. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like like I, I I can the storytelling and the things that they do in that, I'm just like I never – it's something I never, ever, ever would have thought Kevin Feige would have given his thumbs up to. Like I said, when you see it, you'll understand. Uh, But it's like – it's just – it's very – it's completely different than anything else that they've done. Uh, The finale is just fantastic. Like I said, the first episode and the final episode, fantastic. The middle episodes, like I said, some are are just kind of Okay. Some of them are really good, but like I said, the, the, it's booking by two of the best shows that MCU has done in television. So, uh, like you're,
0: said, you're selling it, man. Yeah.
1: Uh, like I said, it's, when you see the when you see the finale, you, you'll understand why yeah. I, I'm so surprised by this. But uh, it's really good. I would highly recommend anybody going and watching it uh, if you haven't done it yet, because you can get it done pretty quick. They're all about when you take out the credits, and there are a few there are a few in credit scenes. Uh, but when you take them out, it's about 30 minutes long or so. So okay. you, you can get you can get it done in a day if you really wanted to. Uh, that's really, that's the only recommendation I had for this week. So uh, I guess that wraps us up for this week. So anything else you want to add before we
0: head off? just appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time and get your bingo card ready that's right get your bingo card (laughs) what's gonna be on
1: the the finale (laughs) yeah get it ready because who knows at this point because i don't think any of us truly can know what to expect so uh, i would echo those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true